Welcome to another episode of Geisler's Guidelines, the blog journey podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Geisler, and here in the studio with me is a long-time friend. We have known each other for, I'm going to say, over 10 years. Um, I'm pre- yeah, over 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, here in the studio with me is Katie Snyder. Katie Snyder, welcome to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Katie Snyder. Um, what do you want me to say? Like my... Anything you want to say. (laughs) I'm friends with Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) All that matters. Um, Um, like where do you go to school? What do you study? Um, What do you want to do with your life? I go to Eastern Kentucky University. I'm a junior. Uh, I'm going to be there five. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. That's earlier. okay. Take the time you need. Victory lap. Um, anyway, I'm also learning Spanish. Trying to learn Spanish. It's Hola. Ha- Adios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you want to do with your life? Oh, I want to teach. Very good. Uh, what grade specifically? Uh, I like third, fourth. I worked with kindergartners once. It was a long week. <laughs> <laughs> they were that bad? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they're delightful, but also they're challenging. Yeah. They are. Because their attention span is next to nothing. They're just wild. My uh, my attention span is also next to nothing. Um, but, okay, <laughs> so, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but do you remember when we first met? Because I'm, I'm going to give the history of how we know each other, if you don't know. Here's the thing. I feel like there's many origins. <laughs> our, our friendship has many origins. Okay, yes. I'm glad you agree with that. Because when I think back, I'm like, we met then. No. Yeah. We met then. No. So you go ahead. There are many times that I would say we met, mm-hmm. but we didn't really become friends okay. Okay. until eighth grade. Yeah. But we met, you remember that we were in the same fourth grade class. That's I did right. not remember that. I remember. I remember from fifth grade, we would play four square. <gasps> and there was like a big four square area on the playground at our elementary school. And do you remember your nickname? No. And you signed my yearbook <gasps> no! with your nickname. No, no, <laughs> Okay, so one time, in, in the game four square, um, if you don't know how to play, I can't help you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the ball goes out, because there's a ball involved, if it hits your foot, they call it a footsie. Mm-hmm. And this one time, you and I were discussing, probably on the sidelines, because I don't think either of us were all that good at Foursquare. Nope. Um, but we were like, what happens if it hits other parts of your body? Would it be like a face C if it hits your face? And it was probably me, and I was like, what if it hits your butt? And you were like, <laughs> it would be a butt series. That's and how this I, works. And so it. I called you, I would like to think lovingly, buttsy. And mm-hmm. you sign mm-hmm. my yearbook as buttsy, <laughs> but you wrote B-U-T-C. Like butt in the letter C. It was trendy. And what? I said it was trendy. It was trendy. It was trendy. Hopefully, it will be on trend again in the future. Oh, my. Um, but then, I don't think we came in contact again until seventh grade, Mr. Turner's social studies class. We did the newspaper project together. Oh, yeah. Where we made a scroll about ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we had eighth grade uh, science together with Mrs. Rumsey. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. The cops didn't trust you. 
Oh yeah. Uh, no one trusted you. <laughs> we have too many time. inside jokes. We have too much. That's an inside that's joke. Our it's not that the cops don't really trust Katie. That's not what it is. Uh, maybe they don't. Well, I don't really know. It, it's been some time yeah, since eighth yeah, grade. Yeah. Um, and then we had pre-algebra with Mrs. Beckington eighth grade year. That's oh, yeah. the that class yep. is the origin yep. for a lot of inside. I'd jokes. say that's the core. Yeah, that's yep. the core. Then we had um, algebra, just regular algebra together freshman year. That was that year was also the discovery of Viking Bertha. Oh my! Um, oh my! <laughs> Viking Bertha back. was a mythic woman mm-hmm. at our school. Not a girl; she was a she mythic was a woman. woman. Yes, she was uh, at our high school. And then <laughs> we had we had biology together sophomore year, right? With Mrs. Wittig, yeah, second yeah. period. Then we had we also had Flipper. together for English fourth period that happened she was chill yeah then we had we had uh chemistry together Mm -hmm. junior year with Mrs. Nykirk you and I would often go to retake our quizzes in the morning (laughs) (laughs) because I did not do well in that class what was it like radioactive decay yeah and you had to like do uh like Mm -mm. the symbols and write how many like protons or neutrons were there no one could help me no one (laughs) mrs nykirk was so nice though she tried she was so nice did you know she's the vice principal of Carrollton county high school now well that was um i did not know this things have changed yeah a lot of things yeah a lot of things have changed uh and then i wasn't at oc um senior year so i think that chemistry class was our last class together for Hmm. high school uh but we've stayed in contact throughout college um one of the few people i stay in contact with since high school so one of my still dear close friends (laughs) oh my gosh don't cry uh not this early (laughs) um what (laughs) but uh we've known each other a long time you're one of the oldest friendships i've had since i moved here in the third grade um, but we've had a lot of great inside jokes, a lot of good stories. Um, it would take far, far, far too long to explain all of them on this podcast, unfortunately. But I'm sure one of them will pop up at some point during mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, but now that we've uncovered the vault of our friendship, it is time for another segment of Bowl of Scenarios. So, mm-hmm. uh, Katie, if you would please take one of the scenarios. Okay. Oh, and also I forgot to mention, from episode 11, I can't tell you how many requests I've gotten from both of my listeners to have Maker Boo Geisler back on the show. Maker is here in the uh, (laughs) studio with us. Uh, He's a little loopy. He had anesthesia today because he had his dental. Uh, But Maker is here with us, so I hope you all feel Maker's presence. He is with us communicating to mm-hmm. you through radio mm-hmm. waves. Um, but sorry, Katie, go ahead and read good. the <clears throat> scenario. You've been left out of your work email list. And the boss falsely claims he sent it to you, but you never received it. There's more. Yep. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you do? The boss wants me to do something the boss doesn't want you to do anything okay um there's an email list i need to be on that email yeah list, so i need but to make the it boss clear. falsely claims he or she is putting you on the list but isn't 
Okay. So what would you do in this situation? I grab my phone to show them that there has been nothing on my end. Okay. And I tell them, hey, just want to talk to you about a scenario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a situation of great importance. Yes. And uh, I'd like to appeal to you mm-hmm. and tell you I am not on the email list and therefore our communication has been failing. Mm-hmm. And therefore... We need to fix this. Yes. And then I give them my email. Okay, very yeah. good. Very professional. Um, so this has happened to me. This happened to me for months. Oh my. Um, it wasn't really a work environment. It was a work-like environment. Oh, right. Um, but uh, let's just say that communication in general is a weak point for this environment. Mm-mm-mm. And the boss, on multiple uh, on multiple occasions, uh, has failed miserably at providing good communication. Uh, for months, the boss claimed that I was on the email list. Never was. For months, I missed out being on the email list, mm-hmm. and I tried to get information from other people. Um, I uh, all that I, I just I didn't really do anything. Um, so I guess I, what I would do in this situation would be nothing because that's what I did. Oh. Um, but I guess I just, well, I waited. Yeah. Um, and I kept <laughs> telling the person that I wasn't on the list because I wasn't. Um, but, you know, there's really nothing that I can do um, other than r- remind the person, hey, you're not doing your job properly, um, <laughs> but in much <laughs> nicer terms than that. Right. Um, I would have liked to said more things to this person, but I never had the nerve to. Um, but, you know, in a professional environment, I think your response is definitely the best, definitely not my response. Oh. Um, but you got to get out there. You got to make yourself heard. Uh, so I think that's the important thing to do right. in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, bowl scenarios over. All right. So uh, I asked you um, to discuss this topic because I've wanted to discuss this topic uh, for many an episode. Mm-hmm. And... To me, it's very important, and since we were both close throughout high school, I thought it would be really interesting if we talked about this, Mm -hmm. um, because we would be able to know, because we kind of knew about each other's popularity throughout high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So this episode, we're finally talking about popularity. Uh, So, first question. How would you describe popularity uh, and... How does one attain it? Okay, to start with, how I would describe popularity. Um, being well-known. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people know you. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Like, lots of people know who you are. Yeah. And that, So I would think there's two types of popularity. Okay. Um, there's a good type and there's a bad type. Okay. And the good type is when you're relatable, mm-hmm. you're personable, People like you genuinely, mm-hmm. and that's why you're well known. Is a bad type of popularity <laughs> too. Okay. This one can't be ignored, but it's when you push other people down so that you can get to the top. Okay. And I've seen this type of popularity before, um, and it's my least favorite personally, mm-hmm. because I feel like people just fear you. Yeah. You know, and it's not like oh we like you, we look up to you. No, it's just like nobody, 
mm-hmm. man, you're a bully or something yeah. like that, you know? So it's a bad type of popularity. It's interesting that you define it in two types because mm-hmm. the way I think of it is that popularity itself is neither inherently negative or positive. Mm-hmm. It changes per person okay. that quote-unquote has it. Um, so, like... It's never always good. It's never always bad. It just changes from person to person. Um, but I, I like your interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's not a right or wrong answer. Everyone has their own opinion about this. Right. Um, how do you think um, a person attains popularity? Um, I think, like I said, you know, if you're popular, you either got that way because you were doing good things Mm -hmm. or you got that way because you were doing bad things yeah so what would be like a good thing and what would be a bad thing okay so a (laughs) sorry i just thought of like the yodeling kid at walmart i'm like where does he fit into this (laughs) is that good is that bad you have your outlier cases like that i guess good things would be like okay i'm gonna give an odd example if you were writing great books okay that were changing people's lives yeah you know like it was helping them maybe turn around their finances or helping them <laughs> tidy up their home okay Marie yeah. Kondo, let's go. <laughs> i was gonna say Marie Kondo. <laughs> and so i think those are good types of popularity they're doing good things but then there's <laughs> bad types of popular yeah. you may see it in like politics where people are trying to only get what they want with yeah. wealth or things like that yeah so yeah yeah i would agree with you okay. um so the way i see popularity like you said uh i think a big part of it is just being well known i think another big part is being well liked mm-hmm. um uh another thing about popularity is just that people are aware of your presence like if you walk into a room yeah people know they're like oh, oh. that's so and so like if they know yeah. your first and last yeah. name and you don't know them yeah that's popularity yeah. i think also <laughs> a big piece of popularity is having power yeah because popular people have power people with power are often popular yeah um and we'll get more into that later on um and then how do people attain it the first thing i think of is money Okay. People with money are often popular. They're often influential. That makes sense. Or they're influential because they got money. Yeah. Um, I think beautiful people are often popular. Like people who are unattractive um, <laughs> aren't necessarily always popular. It's shocking when it happens. Yeah, it's shocking when it happens. Um, but I think also. Um, how does someone attain popularity by being in like a position of influence like you mentioned politicians yeah being a politician definitely gains you popularity um it can lean either way to whether it's a good or bad popularity Mm -hmm. but it's popularity nonetheless Mm -hmm. um so i think those are some of the ways people can attain popularity um do you think you were popular in school probably not (laughs) okay Um, Uh, why do you think so I would say genuinely I was probably semi-popular. Okay. Um, and I say this because um, I guess like I knew people, people knew me. Yeah. So I was well known. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't see my, I don't see myself as popular. Yeah. Um, but this happens sometimes. This is odd. Okay. Okay. I'm, it's been three years into college. Yeah. And I come home for breaks and no, like, I'll go to Gustavo's, I'll go to Target, yeah. you name it. Okay. Yeah. And people are like, oh, hey, Katie. I'm like, oh my, who are you? <laughs> this happened the other day at Target. Some guy's like, hey, I know you, you went to high school with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, yeah, Katie Snyder. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. I've never seen Yeah, we had classes together. I'm like, oh, Lord. So. Was it the guy who wore capes? No. Okay. Do you remember who? I don't remember him. Did I have classes with him? It could be because I have bad memory. Okay. You were involved in a lot, though. I was involved. You were involved in a lot of things. Like, you did cheer. Yeah. You did FCA. That happened. uh, Beta. Beta. um, Choir. Choir. Sorority thing. Yeah. You did a lot. So, your face was probably out there a lot because you were involved in a lot of different things. Um, I would would say, hands down, I was not popular in school. Still not popular in college. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. In Arizona, at my elementary school, mm-hmm. from first to third grade, I would say I was popular. And this is lame and nerdy and unrelatable now because they don't do this now, but we had this thing called AR reading goals. Uh-huh. And so you would read a book, you would take a quiz about it on the computer, and then depending on how many questions you got right, you would get X amount of points. Okay. And by probably like every semester there would be like a party mm-hmm. and if you made your goal of x amount of points you could go to the party and so i was a really good reader clearly and so <laughs> and so i would get to my goal really fast mm-hmm. and i would always make it to the quote unquote party parties which was always just like everyone bring chips and we'll eat chips in class and yet one you were the life of the party <laughs> and one time it was like bring in your ds oh wow school. and that was fun that was fun but um uh people knew that i read fast and i would read really well and i would get to the points that i needed um so i knowledge was popular at that point in mm-hmm. time because people didn't know yet that being smart isn't cool um but <laughs> moved to Kentucky where there is no such thing as AR reading goals and <laughs> my superpower is useless now and uh, I, I never became popular I did a lot of different things throughout uh, my educational career we had um, battle of the books battle of the books was <laughs> not for the popular kids um, Oof. I'm sorry <laughs> it just wasn't popular for us um, I did FCA throughout middle school, high school. I did tennis, tried out for soccer, didn't make it. You didn't tell me that. Uh, oh, that was like middle school. Oh, that's yeah, why. That was middle school. Because our origin hadn't blossomed. Yeah, like our origin wasn't <laughs> solid. Um, getting braces and glasses eighth grade year set me way back. Oh, on the popular scale. Way, way back. Um,. But I, I was involved with things, like I was a part of groups and organizations, but I was just, I was never popular. Um, and I want to take the time right now to explain my 
philosophy about popularity. Have okay. I told you the sandwich model before? No. Okay. So I have this idea about popularity. I think it's like a peanut butter sandwich. Um, actually, I've well, no, I have eaten the sandwich with just peanut butter in it. Uh, so the way it works is you have two pieces of bread <laughs> and the peanut butter in the middle. Okay. So for the bottom piece of the bread, that is what we call low crust. Okay. There are three sections to low crust. There is lower low crust, lower mid crust, or mid lower crust. Okay. And then upper lower crust. So like the bottom of the bread, the middle of the bottom of the bread, and then the top of the bottom of the bread. Are you with me so far? For the most part. I'm okay. making a diagram in my Okay. Mind. That's good. That's good. Okay. So like on the very bottom of that bread, the low lower bread mm -hmm. you have like the psychopaths um oh people who uh wear all black all the time that guy who wore capes he would be part of that okay um then <gasps> i remember i remember oh who he, the guy was the in target wore, no the guy who wore capes yeah he was he, arrested he arrest yeah, yeah he was arrested <laughs> he was that's arrested. why he's lower low crust, low crust um, i'm not just discriminating because of capes people i'm above that uh then <laughs> mid low crust or mid lower crust is people who only wear pajamas to school mm. uh people who bring blankets to class all the time uh people who genuinely don't care then upper lower crust would be kind of people who are just floaters like i was on the brink of being upper <laughs> lower crust so then now we're at the peanut butter unlike the bread the peanut butter is just one section it doesn't have three sections anything within the peanut butter can float towards the top of the lower bread oh. or the bottom of the top bread i see or it can just be in the middle personally i identify as being in the middle I was never really part of the low. I was never really part of the high. I was just average, kind of a passerby. So that's the middle. Okay. Then we have upper crust. Upper crust, like lower crust, has three sections. Upper crust has upper lower, upper middle, and upper upper crust. Okay. So upper lower crust would be like people on ASB, student government, um, people in drama, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Upper middle crust would be, um, like people on the popular sports teams like football or basketball, um, or people who are attractive for the most part, uh, people who, um, other characteristics such as that. Upper upper would be like the all-star athletes, head cheerleaders, um, people who have lots of <laughs> people who have lots of money, um, people who are just well known within the school. Those are upper upper crusts. Uh, so that is my personal philosophy of what popularity is like. Okay. It is like a peanut butter sandwich. You have to personally identify with whatever piece of the sandwich you think you're a part of. Uh, I always identified within the middle because middle is the most comfortable part. You're neither really high or neither really low. You're not um, wearing capes, but you're not wearing crowns. <laughs> exactly. No capes, no crowns. Yeah. I'm just... Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Something I'm definitely allergic I'll to. 
I forgot. Oh yeah, my no, gosh, I'm definitely allergic to peanut butter and pine trees. Oh um, yeah. I've, I okay. Random tangent. I remember you telling me <laughs> what, about your pine tree allergy in middle school, and you're like, in Arbor Day in elementary <laughs> school, horrifying. people would get free trees and they would just carry them around mm-hmm. at the end of the day and you would you told me you're like I would be walking around like checking every corner like looking for people <laughs> with trees to give me an allergic reaction they were everywhere they were everywhere I just count my blessings that there's no peanut butter day where people are walking around with jars of peanut butter that they're getting for free oh my gosh not yet at least I feel I was gonna say not yet like that is probably on the horizon mm. um but I I was never popular. I always wanted to be, but I never was. Um, I, I was just always in the middle, and I was never really content with that. Okay. Um, Where would you place me in your peanut butter sandwich theory? Not to say, like, oh, you're not popular, but I always thought we were in the same social we're in class. We're in the middle. Okay. So I always thought we were in the okay. middle. Most of our friend group, I would argue, was in the middle in the, of the okay. class. Because, um, you know, we were, like, good kids didn't do anything we bad we did well in school yeah yeah uh teachers liked us yeah, um which is know. definitely a sign of that's being in sign. the middle that's a peanut butter um, sign that's a peanut butter sign that's when you know. um i would say for the most part we were on people's good side but also went under the radar a lot of times okay um I'm so okay with that. i would say we were middle people i'm all right with being um, peanut butter and I don't, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying the middle is bad, even though I wanted to be higher up. The middle is a good place. Um, it's just not where I really wanted to be. Cause okay. I, I won't lie. I was pretty vain throughout high school. I really wanted to be popular and well-liked. Um, which leads to the next question. Is being liked important to you? Yeah. And why is <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> yes, it, why is. it <laughs> important to you? Um... Um, like what feeling does it give you? Why do, uh, or like how do you feel when a okay. lot of people like you? It's not that I need people to love me, you know. You and don't need their appreciation. I don't need like, them you to don't adore need their, me. Um, what's the word? Approval. Approval. Yeah, yeah. You don't need their approval. But I do need to know that, <laughs> like, I'm likable. You know, yeah. I know that sounds like the same thing, but. If people didn't like me, there's something I must be doing wrong to hurt others. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see. What, I totally see. What I don't want to be someone who is a jerk or someone who's hurting others. Yeah. So if I'm not being liked, then I see it as I must be hurting someone. Yeah. You know. And I think that that's a safe way to live because you don't want to be stepping on everyone's toes. Yeah. And I definitely agree with you that approval and being liked are, are two different things. Um, or being likable are two different things because if you're looking for people's approval, you need them to check off on your decisions versus being likable, you still make your own decisions, but you just want to make sure like you're an agreeable person. Right. Um, so I totally understand that. Um, being liked is and isn't important to me. Mm-hmm. It was for the longest time in high school. I really wanted people to like me. Um, but I think living life for the sake of pleasing other people and kind of always looking for other people's approval is a sad way to live because you're never going to live a true life. Um, But I wanted people to like me for the sake of I felt like people liking me in it of itself made me a good person Mm -hmm. versus 
people could really not like me, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad person inherently. You can be not well-liked, but still be a good person. It just depends on um, the environment you're in. Like a teacher's pet um, might not be liked by everyone, but that doesn't mean they're not a good person. Yeah. Um, I kind of identify in that position <laughs> through most of high school and middle school. Um, Man, I feel like the teachers liked you more than me sometimes. I was going to say, do you remember in Mrs. Ronzi's class, we were competitive for her approval. Yeah. Because there was, I remember one time she was like, oh, Jordan, I, I wouldn't mind having a whole class full of you. And you were fuming I was, I was over that comment. I was done. You, you were just like. <laughs> That's not okay. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Where have I gone wrong? Because you were a good kid, too. Yeah. Like She, I'm sure, really liked having you in class because that class was off the charts awful, the people in that class. Um, but uh, I think we were competitive in that respect that we really wanted the teachers to like us. Because to me, that was always mm -hmm. a really, that was always very important to me that, um, add the respect of adults because I have a lot of respect for right. adults um, and I've always been taught like to be polite and everything and I think a lot of people now just aren't polite and aren't really considerate of others so I try and be polite in class and I think that often gets misinterpreted as just oh you're polite oh you're a teacher's pet like you're kissing up where it's not really it's just being a decent person and yeah being considerate that oh this teacher has feelings and they're not just here to make money they're here because they care we need to remind them our generation's not trash exactly because a lot of our generation is trash uh, but not all of it not all of our generation not trash. to go off on a tangent but two things i remember from rumsey's class is yes. a video called acid rain do you remember that no rain. <laughs> but i don't it's just like in my brain sometimes i'm like oh man I'm why do so i remember that I so wonder what that's It was from. in somebody's project. I'll show you after our podcast. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. And then also, um, we did the Harlem Shake. Oh my gosh. And you were like, empty your backpack. I want to put it on my head. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so done with this kid. I remember that so He's Miss Ramsey's like fave. I'm going to give it to him anyway. Becca Oldham was the one who initiated us to do that. And I remember I had the bat. I had your bag yeah. over my head. On your head. I didn't even make it in the shot. Did not even make <laughs> it in the shot. It, I remember it was Becca Oldham and Taylor Griffaw who were the only ones videotaped because it was it, the phone was like positioned too close yeah. to the front. It wasn't far back enough to get other people. But I I, I tried really hard. Hey, when you're peanut butter, you're peanut butter. When you're peanut butter, you, you are, are peanut, peanut butter. butter. That's a really good way to say it. Um. <laughs> Name a time when you really wanted to be popular in a certain group. Uh, hmm. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> this, oh, I hate mentioning this. Um, do you remember, like, in high school, like, I took AP classes. Yes. Jordan, I did not need <laughs> to be in a single AP class. <laughs> not one. Because I... Like, I do think I'm intelligent. However, some of those classes, especially AP the was time, unnecessarily difficult. It was above me. Yeah. And I have every AP test with a score of a one to prove it because I did not even be in the classes. I just, I don't know. I think I want to be part of the smart crowd. There yeah. was a smart crowd. There was a smart crowd. In I'd our say high you were school. in it. 
Oh, thank you. I think I I think you were it. in it, too. I faked it, though. I was in it, but nobody really knew. Like, nobody really knew. Like, I, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. But I didn't. I never really made it. Well, what, what was the last AP class you took? Oh, my. Was it world history? Because that was the last AP class I took. Yeah. Because I with got... With that one professor? No. With <laughs> Mr. With Wilson. that teacher? Yeah. yeah who was like chill. a cop? Papa Coppa. Papa Coppa, who comes in like, are you even a teacher? <laughs> That's another <laughs> inside joke. Um, he was... A police officer outside he was a, he i can't now that i think of it how hard was that I for him I can't. he was a teacher and a police officer <laughs> I don't two of the that. worst paying jobs out there <laughs> um but well actually i do understand how he did it because he was terribly slow grading our tests oh my God. i remember that but he was such a nice guy um that was the last ap class i took because i just couldn't do it anymore yeah. Um, I got twos on those AP. I exams. had to come. I to never the got credit. I was like, listen, I'm really just faking it. I'm smart, but I'm not AP. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't AP material. Either. Yeah, that's a good um, way to put it. I'm not AP material. <laughs> well, AP was to me, it was just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like it was unnecessarily difficult. It was unnecessarily stressful. It was just all kinds of unnecessary. Um, a time when I really wanted to be popular in a certain group. I would just say, like, in general, all throughout high school, um, I just wanted to be, like, a, a part of the it crowd, um, and I never was. Um, kind of thinking more specifically, I, w- I went to a small group um, with Southeast uh, junior and senior year, and there were a couple, like, there were a handful of popular kids from OC that would go on the occasion, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking, like, oh, well, if, if they come to church group, like, that's a good thing, and mm-hmm. that, that must means they're open-minded, and I can be their friend. No, it didn't. It did not mean I could be their friend, uh, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna fit in with them, and they're gonna see I'm a really good person, and that... I can be a part of their group. Nope. Never happened. Not once. Never became a part of the group. It would be it would be this thing where I would like manage to make small talk with them and they would slightly <coughs> excuse me. Slightly engage in small talk with me. But it was never anything more than that. Um and it eventually became that I was I I knew at one point, I think junior year that I was the butt of one of their jokes. Jordan! Um, and... Butsy? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> not Butsy. <laughs> um, but, do you remember when I grew a beard junior year? Yeah. That was such a dark time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do No Shave November so mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. I thought facial hair was so cool. Looking back on the pictures of that time, I look like some Amish reject. <laughs> Because ha- it was just a chin strap is what I was doing. Um, I had no more, no less. I think I tried to tell you. I think <laughs> you did. You probably did. Maker, what's Maker. wrong? But um, like I was saying, uh, I just really, uh, being well-liked in general was extremely important to me. And I, I just wanted to be popular within like the cool crowd and I never was. And being the butt of the joke with the whole beard thing uh definitely probably set me back in points um but looking back like it's really 
sad and petty, but at the same time, like, I wonder, like, how different would things be if I had been in a different, like, social class? You know, like, do you ever think about that kind of thing? Okay, well, let's imagine that you were crazy popular. Do you think you would have been that satisfied? It's hard to say. Like, because to me, like, I never went to a single party within my high school career. Never invited to one, never went to one. Um, And the way, uh, like, high school and young adult life is uh, depicted in, like, movies and TV shows, it's like, you're at the party you're cool like people will drink not saying that i would drink at a party under age um but like it was like the thing to do like every weekend like there was something going on stuff like that and i wanted to be a part of that like i wanted to go to a party and like have a good time and be a part of that crowd and just feel the value i guess of being included um but I don't know if that would have lasted or what kind of path that would have set me on. Yeah. Because maybe I would have I would have drank underage and then I could have had issues with drinking leading into college. Um, so I don't know. It, it could have been very negative. It could have been very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> even in college, like, I've never been to a single party. Mm-hmm. I've never been a part of um, any kind of, like, Greek life or anything like that. And I definitely don't have a lot of friends at college, so the idea of being popular has almost seemed to have decreased (laughs) within college, which I didn't think was possible. Uh, But, you know, that's okay because I don't know most of the people at school. Most of the people will not know me. And I'm sure that is the case with most other people that they don't know hardly anyone else. Hardly anyone else knows them. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a big piece of college is that such a big environment that unless you are an, a serious athlete people probably don't know you that well yeah nobody knows nobody yeah, in college unless it's very you're shallow a specific group yeah in which those people will know you yeah yeah but you're kind of i would argue based off of what you what we discussed before recording that you are kind of popular at college you're well known you're likable people know you come to you it's it's nothing oh you're so humble Stop. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll move on, we'll move on. Uh, do you think popularity is overrated? Why or why not? Okay, to put it simply, popularity is overrated in movies. Okay. In media. Yeah. And I think this is where we get all these uh, basic understandings of popularity. Yeah. Like, if you think of a movie, the stereotype popularity is like a jock. Yeah. You know? Or like the nerd is lame yeah. you know and they're not cool yeah you know but but really someone who's very smart should be i don't know things and, and athletes are good too like i don't know we all have special talents you know <laughs> everybody should be on the same playing field yeah uh, but i really think that movies and media take it up to a level where it doesn't need to be yeah and then for me at least like with my experience in high school i'm just gonna go to my experience on uh, cheer team. Yeah. Because oftentimes in movies they get like a bad stereotype, you know, that like cheerleaders are popular. This is this is just a sport, you know. Yeah. This is straight up just a sport, y'all. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people t- 
tended to play it up as if it was the stereotype. Yeah. And so a lot of times I'd look around and be like, what are we doing, people? <laughs> we need to represent our school in a good manner. Um, yeah. And so I think people can play into stereotypes yeah. in, like, in real life, and that can be problematic. But I think a lot of our ideas about popularity come from movies. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree because I think that whole st- – the whole stereotype situation has set it up so that it's automatically like if you are like a, a jock if you are a cheerleader like it's almost guaranteed that like you will be within the friend group you will meet the people who are quote unquote popular mm-hmm. um i've want i really want to say being popular is overrated but just thinking outside of high school and then just regular adult life i would say being popular isn't overrated uh because to me popular and popularity and power are very close friends Mm -hmm. being popular helps you in a lot of different ways like Mm -hmm. having connections and finding jobs or meeting people like people flock towards people who are well liked and popular um whereas like someone who is unknown and isn't popular People aren't going to flock to that because that person has no social capital. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas someone who is popular has a lot of social capital. So they're, in other people's eyes, worth a lot. Um, So I I really don't think being popular is overrated. I think the idea of like high school popularity and like wanting that kind of thing is overrated. But maker don't wait. I'm so sorry. Maker, please don't wait. Um, I think Maker is trying to abandon me. It's something he does often. Um, he, d- he doesn't love me. Um, but I would say, like, hi- school p- popularity is shallow and vain, and right. I admit to that. But I would say, like, real-world popularity is very important, and it's not overrated. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think. Um does popularity provide power and vice versa? Yes. Okay, and why do you think okay, so? Okay, so when you were speaking of that, I was like, oh, he has a point there. Because popularity does provide power. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, there's good popularity and there's bad popularity. Yeah. So you can do things with that power, right? Yeah. So if you're in a standpoint of popularity, do good mm-hmm. with the power that you have. Okay? Um. So if you're writing books and you're selling a ton and you have a lot of money now, okay, now you're popular, now you have money, now you have power. Yeah. Do something good with it. Yeah. Solve a problem, you know, like an important problem. Yeah. Like hunger, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that, you know? Um, or give away some free books to uh, children that, you know, if it's a children's <laughs> appropriate book. To yeah, not like leverage. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Back from our high school days. <laughs> See? Oh, man. Another talking. inside joke. And Yeah. But do good things with that power. Yeah. Now, if you have popularity, and because of that you have some power, and you're doing bad things with it, what 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 are you even doing? You yeah. know? I think that can be really bad. Because yeah. if power falls into the wrong hands, yeah. you know? With great power comes great responsibility. And in addition to this, um, in addition to this, if you have power, you are an influencer. Yeah. You influence people. 
So let's say you're a singer and you're singing music that is really bad. Mm-hmm. But a lot of little girls or a lot of boys like listen to your music. Who are you influencing? Yeah. Who are they growing up to be like? Who do they want to be like, you know? Or um, perhaps you're in a different profession and you're doing really good things. Maybe you're making music, uh, but you're singing songs that are, I don't know, promoting. Like promoting empowering. Good, yeah, empowering. Good word. That are empowering. I think you just need to do good things with what power you have, whether it's little or big. Mm-hmm. And do you think, so you agree popularity leads to power. Absolutely. Do you think power leads to popularity? Make her. You're <laughs> tripping over the wires. Um, I think they're just hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. I think, so I definitely believe popularity provides power because like influencers on social media like they're popular and they have power because they have a wide audience they can sway people to do or to lean one way or another on like a political issue or to get them to buy something or things like that or to give into a service or something like that absolutely um i also I kind of think power leads to popularity in a way, um, but like with politicians, I think power, the power that they have leads to popularity, but that popularity is probably more of a negative sense. Like you can be well known in a negative way. Like you can be an infamous person rather than a famous person. Like um, a criminal? Yeah, like a criminal. Um, so just because you have power and popularity doesn't mean it's necessarily a good combo. Yeah. Um, but I would I would definitely argue that the two are very close. They're very hand in hand. Um, well, if you think about it, not to backtrack, but if you are a criminal, you don't have power because you're in jail. But mm-hmm. you might be famous or popular because of what people know that you've done yeah or so like you may the be well known that you have yeah. yeah but you don't you don't have power anymore yeah no longer have power that's an interesting way to think about it very good example you just hit me i, was yeah. like, I didn't think about it like very that. very profound great i'm putting it on a podcast <laughs> i haven't thought about it before. very good wonderful oh <laughs> uh, we are at the final question oh boy. uh have you ever felt insignificant due to your status Okay, so I personally think in high school, I was chasing after status. Yeah. Like, popularity was something that I did crave. Yeah. Um, and I think I obtained more of it throughout high school. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it ever satisfied me. Yeah. Like, I think I'm satisfied today because of what I believe. Yeah. And who I am. Um, as a Christian, I think... I have my identity. I know who I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter what other people think necessarily about me because I know what I believe and it's enough for me. Yeah. Like I'm not looking for anything else. I'm very satisfied, you know? Yeah. So for me, popularity doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But at a time I did feel insignificant. Yeah. And I needed something else. But now I'm fulfilled. There's yeah. nothing else I need. That's really good. So that's kind of how I feel on that subject. But popularity can be very deceiving because I think people kind of have like a hole in them and they want to fill it. 
Mm-hmm. And popularity looks like it's going to fit perfectly. Yeah. But I would argue and say, uh, from my standpoint, that only Christ could fill that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't feel insignificant anymore. That's good. Thanks, Jordan. I would say that I definitely have felt insignificant due to my status, definitely throughout high school. Um, Very similar reasonings to yours. Um, I I remember one time, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Uh, Actually, I think I did mention it back in like episode two of season one. Um... Valentine's Day in high mm-hmm. school always made me feel Aww. very insignificant because on Valentine's Day you can buy flowers. I was thinking about that. Yeah, and you can have them sent to someone. No one ever bought me a flower. We should have talked and about <laughs> this. To me, it was so important. Like I, I wanted, even if it was from a friend, not necessarily yeah. from someone who like liked me or yeah. an admirer. I just wanted someone to send me a flower, like to take the time and three dollars it took to order a flower. They were more expensive it's, than I remember. Yeah, it's expensive to buy a flower. Wow. Or maybe they were like two dollars. I don't remember. Um, I know they I weren't know. all that big. They weren't all that great of flowers. Um, Dude, but I, I feel just awful. wanted. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the flower itself didn't matter. It's the. It was the thought. That the someone thought, thought about of you. someone thought of me to send me that flower to. Pay two whole dollars for this flower. <laughs> to me, that's what mattered. Um, and junior year, I was determined, so I paid Hannah Rodell two dollars no! to buy me a flower. <laughs> it was sent to me. I remember I was in a class where like not a lot of people even knew who I was. And, Did like, you really pay her? Yeah. She took the money. Yeah, she bought me the flower. Well, I didn't like pay her extra. I was like, here's two dollars. No, there shouldn't be interest. Yeah, well, I, I was like, here's two dollars. Can you please buy me a flower? Jordan, on I would have bought you a flower. <laughs> well, that's okay. Like, it honestly doesn't matter now, but at the time, seeing other people get them and who was getting them, it was always yeah very popular people got very high amount of flowers. That's true. Um, it was always like that, unless of course it was like someone in the peanut butter. Yep. Who yep. had like a boyfriend or girlfriend, and that person would send them a flower. Of course. Um, but just, who would they be? Yeah. If they had not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but to me, that was always so important, and it never happened. Um, and I'm depressed. It's no, it's okay, it's okay. But to me, at the time, it it was so important, but it never came to fruition. And now I look back, and I'm like, it really doesn't matter. Like, granted, I was like emotionally like hurt at the time but now i'm like that was a waste of time okay whoever is listening out there whoever you are send jordan flowers (laughs) oh my no his address is no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) not that anyone even listens so putting out my address probably wouldn't be the worst thing the dear Um, friends that know the man please if, if anyone is in a position in high school buying people flowers on valentine's day oh my gosh yeah i would just heavily suggest even if it's just someone who is just a friend like do something nice for them maybe it's not buying a flower maybe it's like i don't know buying like a big bag of candy and passing it out to the people you like just let people know that they have value to you so that they feel love and know the significance of the relationship you are in to me that is so important i feel like people need to do that 
I have schemed a plan, but I will share it with you later. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued to hear. Okay. Um, <laughs> on that note, uh, is there anything we did not discuss, anything you want to add before we break for ads? No, let me think while we break for ads. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, we will be back with ads. We'd like to thank our not sponsor, TikTok. You all realize this is a resurrected edition of Vine, right? This episode is brought to you by World War III memes. Please don't make me stress like that. Welcome back. It is time for our game. Uh, and uh, I've got to say, I really enjoyed this game because back in the beginning of season two, in episode one of season two, John uh, Shoup and Ryan Steinhauer, I played the game spinoff and it was a very good game to spin off. Okay. And you said for me to choose between uh, two of the ones I have with you. Yeah. And I chose spinoff because I thought it would be an interesting game. So. Right. Uh... For people listening at home who may not have who may not have heard of the rules of spinoff before, the way this works is we have this. Actually, uh, could you pass me that bowl there, please? I'll put these in a bowl and oh, a bag. It's more professional. So we have this bowl now of different slips of paper, and on these slips of paper are spoofed names of books, TV shows, movies, people. Uh, so, for example, if I said you've heard of the book the scarlet letter but what is the book the purple letter we will have to come up with what we think that would be about uh, but that's just an example that's not actually in here so let's choose uh just one each right now okay so go ahead and choose one i'll choose one all right uh i'll would you like to read yours first no no okay <laughs> you go first okay you've heard of the book harry potter but what about Mary's Potter? Oh my! Um, okay, so I read the I read this book months ago. Um, Mary's Potter is about this woman named Mary, right? Who everyone said was ugly, uh-huh. and so she went out to prove. No, Mary's hotter than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, but everything she did just made her uglier. Uh, <gasps> and so she ended up, like, discovering a lot about herself. And uh, they turned it into a Hallmark movie, too. Um, but it was less superficial than the Hallmark movie because everything in Hallmark movies is wholesome. Right. Um, but that is Mary's hotter. What do you think Mary's hotter is about? Oh, I see how this works now. <laughs> I was going to add on to your version. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it has my. to be a We're separate about to have entity. A oh, my. Okay, well, Mary's Hotter. It's about a girl, and her name is Mary. And this is no ordinary Mary. Okay. Because Mary lives in Florida. <laughs> to start with and she cooks a lot wow and exceptional uh, mary yeah and she's always cold though always and so people will come visit her um and so her house is like always on like 90 degrees because it's what she prefers also because she cooks the oven is always on exactly which okay. means the house is about 92 I lied about the nine. That house is on fire, practically. That's, That's why hot. Mary's hotter. Yeah, okay. I think 
yours was yours had more detail than mine. I liked yours better. Thank you. <laughs> Maker, <laughs> Maker! Maker just gave a strange snort of approval. <laughs> I hope you all were able to hear that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I think this round goes to you. Thank you. Um, so, what do you have on your slip of paper? Um, <laughs> I'm going to try my best here. You've heard of the program Rose, Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Okay, I almost said roast beef bone or something but what is bloody bone okay bloody bone is a program used by crime writers mm -hmm. and murder mystery writers and it is a step-by-step -step process of how to craft the perfect mystery novel um how you have to like start at the end and work to the beginning versus start at the beginning and work to the end Unfortunately, multiple people have used the program to actually murder people. <gasps> uh, so it's been discontinued. Uh, but you can still find it on eBay, but it's very expensive. I actually have a copy um, in case I write a crime book one day or go insane. But whichever one comes first. Um, so, Katie. Oh, thank you He just sighed. Uh, Katie, what do, you, what do you think Bloody Bone? It's about bloody bone is about a mummy that woke up and saw a bloody bone beside him and he didn't know where it came from clearly because it's not what he expected he also didn't expect to wake up and so yeah. after getting out of his um coffin mm -hmm. he started to roam about the town heck he went shopping he uh okay. went to the movies a lot of things were different than he had remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. Then he went back to his coffin, and it turns out it was a bloody phone. So he called his friends, but they were all dead. <laughs> so that's my story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. I don't know if I'm buying the. <laughs> Is this how this um, game works? <laughs> that's how the game works. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's really judging this, but you can have this round. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> the fact that it was a phone the whole time, <laughs> to me, defeats the purpose of being called Bloody Bone. Because um, then why is there blood on the phone? Well, that's that's the second part of the story that you didn't oh. listen to. Oh. Okay. O okay. Because um, I also didn't share it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... I'm gonna just go ahead with you and giving this one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take yeah. it in vain. Uh, yeah. All right, let's both choose another. I'll put this one over here. Alrighty. Alright. Let's see. Oh, and just so people at home know, I'm not being selfish and going to first each round. I told Katie that because I've written these out and kind of have a gist of some of them upon reading them, I'm gonna give her a little bit of heads up by letting her go second instead of first. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing this as a favor, not as an ego trip. All right. <laughs> you know about the song Hot and Cold by Katy Perry, but what is the song Shot and Gold? So I love this song. I listen to it on my ride to school every day. Shot and Gold is about a diabetic who has to get a shot of insulin every day and his fingers get so swelled, he 
he can't wear his gold ring that he won in a skill crane one time. And so, and it's a very long song. Um, but every day he has to take a shot of insulin and every day he dreams of wearing this ring, but it never comes true because his fingers are too swollen. Mm -hmm. um, and so finally he says, you know what, I'm gonna, instead of shooting an insulin into my finger, I'm gonna shoot in this gold ring and liquefy it and melt it. Oh. Um, but he dies. <gasps> uh, so that is shot in gold. Tragic. Yes, it's a very sad song. It, it, I don't know why I listen to it every day on my <laughs> way to school. Uh, what do you think it's about? I have to make up shot in gold too. Yeah, that's how it I, works. I keep forgetting how it works. <laughs> I was thinking so heavily about my That's um, okay. It's about, now I'm really going off the spot here. <laughs> it's about, it's about a picture I saw once. Okay. It was quite the shot. Um, so someone else has seen this picture. To, Katy Perry also saw this picture since she wrote a song about it. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And only a few people have seen it. Okay. Myself, Katy Perry, and a few other Katies. It's kind of oh, a Katie thing. Oh, I see. Indeed. It, it's a Katie thing. Yeah, and it was a picture of quite a bit of gold. I can't tell you too much about it, okay. really, because yeah. I'd give away a lot of stuff. It's okay. really classified, Jordan, Yeah. especially not over a podcast like this. Oh, I apologize. Well, it's fine. I don't want you to expose your secret. I won't. Okay. Not this time. But, so, anyway, there was a lot of gold in it. Yeah. And, um... There was also like instructions on where to find the gold, and oh. that's why she wrote about it. So it's like a national treasure kind of deal. Maybe. In a song. Without Nicolas Cage. Without Nicolas Cage. Katy Perry instead. Indeed. I really like this. I would like to listen to this song one day. I think this round goes to you. Hmm. So, <laughs> congrats. Thank you. Absolutely. So, what does your slip of paper say? It says, um, you know about the show New Girl, but what's the show J. Crew Girl? Okay, so I didn't really get into the show. Right. Um, the show J. Crew Girl is about this woman who is always on the centerfold of clothing catalogs for J. Crew. So, like, <laughs> you never really get to see her face because she's on the centerfold. And her dream is to make the cover. So the show's about like her zany adventures into getting on the front cover and doing what it takes and realizing she is more than just a J. Crew girl. Okay. She is also a person. I would watch that show. Okay. I would. Alright, good. That's I had a different idea for this show. Yes. Okay, J. Crew Girl. Yeah. So she's known by so many people for always wearing crew socks. Okay. Only crew socks. Like that's the only thing she wears, like no shirt or pants. Well, no, that okay. I, I thought that was implied. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> Just clothes and also crew socks. But that's the only type of socks. Yeah. She'll wear shoes too. And so here's the thing though. It's like her wedding day. And you know what she's wearing? Obviously a dress and J. Crew socks. Mm -hmm. From J. Crew. Mm -hmm. Crew socks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but one day she lost her favorite pair. Oh. Yeah. And so she went to open the drawer to get different ones out. You know, like whatever, it's fine. Uh, but all that was there was tube socks. And so the show is really about her journey to find uh, crew socks again. Okay. Like a documentary? Yeah. Like this is a real person? Yes. I don't know if I would watch this documentary. Haven't you heard of this, Jordan? I'm not making this up. <laughs> um. Stay crew girl. I mean, <laughs> Oh. Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a Netflix original. No, it's on uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid I have to defend mine. Yours was better. It's okay, good. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I I think yours is very original. I had to work. Well, I don't know if I can stick it out. I was not sure. With this one. Um, okay, we are tied right now, two and two. So let's do a final one. A tiebreaker. Okay, good. I'll let you choose. Pick a new one. What? <laughs> this is just interesting. Is this the last one for yes. okay. you? Okay, I'll read it. You know about the book Fault in Our Stars, but what about the book The Vault in Our Cars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I have read this book multiple times, and it was actually the way the book was written was by using the bloody bone. What? Crime step-by-step process. Mm -hmm. So the vault in our cars is about these... It's actually very similar to the fault in our stars because it's about two robbers who both have cancer. And they're like, we gotta get this vault in our cars before the next chemo treatment. Oh Um, my gosh! Because they don't have insurance and they have to pay for chemo. Um... A lot of the book talks about healthcare and Fascinating. the issues that Americans face with getting and securing healthcare. Um, so it's very realistic, very serious. Um, but they rob different banks to pay for their chemo treatments. Um, and they always hide the vault in their car where people will least expect Right, it. right. That is the book, The Vault in Our Cars. Okay. What do you think it's about? Okay, so, um, yes, The Vault in Our Cars. This is a book. Um, did I read it completely? No. Did I read the cliff notes? Yes. 100% because I had a, a class paper about it. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, okay. okay. So I mean, I've written about it. I've told other people about it. And that's really what matters. Okay. You just haven't read it. Yeah, not yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. So... The Vault in Our Cars. It's actually really good. I should read it. It's about um, this girl who goes to her car and it's like her tire broke down. Car broke down, tire popped, whatever. Yeah. You know, and she's having to fix things. And she gets into the back of her trunk, you know, to get the spare tire. And she finds this like teeny tiny little vault. Like the size of like a thumb. Okay. Okay. And she opens it up just with like a click. Okay. Like click, open. Yeah. And inside was a key. And then it had like a little keyhole where you could turn something. And this vault inside her car led to a whole nother world. And so she like shut the little door. She locked it up, put the key in her pocket and was like, whoa, let me fix my tire and go home and think about it. So she thought about it, right? Well, days later, she goes to um, her friend, tells her friend. And they find out there's a vault in her friend's car too. Oh. 
Oh Turns gosh. out in every single person's car, there's a vault. About the size of your thumb. Wow. The vault in our cars leads to a whole other dimension. I am intrigued by this book. I want to read this book. Um, I should have read it. I was going to say, <laughs> I can't believe you read just the cliff notes. How does it end? You have to read it, Jordan. Oh, well, you haven't read it either, <laughs> but okay. I think this round goes to you. Thanks. Congratulations on winning spinoff. Yay! Um, you did a very good job. I didn't know what I was doing most of the time. That's okay. People just don't. That's okay. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Peanut butter we have <laughs> reached the end of our show. Um, so I will give you a five-second PSA about anything of your choice. Anything you want to say on air before we close for closing announcements. It's been fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to or anything? No. That's okay. I don't have fans. Oh, <laughs> I don't either. So it's okay. Um, thank you very much for being here on the show, for sacrificing time and dignity to be here. Um, thank you also for being a friend over the years. I value Aww. our friendship and time together. So Jordan. thank you for uh, making time to be on the show. It means a lot to me. It's been fun. Absolutely. And it's been a wonderful time. It's been interesting. It has been very interesting. Uh, now time for closing announcements. Wonderful. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Geisler's Guidelines. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss new episodes when they come out every other Tuesday. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way for people to know what this podcast is all about. If you have any suggestions for the show, if you hate the show, if you love the show, if you want to tell me something about anything, you can send them to geyslersguidelines at gmail.com. No apostrophe in Geislers. Follow me on Instagram at savage underscore sasquatch 78. <laughs> and you can follow Katie on Instagram whoa, whoa. at... Love dot Katie Snyder. That's Snyder with an I. Yes, Snyder with an I. Very good. All content on this show is created by me, Jordan Geisler. Thank you very much to Katie Snyder Aww. for being this episode's guest. Thank you for listening and stay good, everybody.